0: very christmasy today.
1: Well, christmas is in my heart, it, <laughs> <laughs> even though christmas season is over. The Grinch what, you what, are what, not. What what do you mean christmasy?
0: Well, so it's Tuesday, you are wearing green
1: because we're in ordinary time. We're back. Christmas ordinary season time. is over.
0: But the poinsettias are still in the church. Uh-huh. So you're green next to the red. Did I look s- like a tree? <laughs> <laughs> All you needed was some lights and make, a little make like a tree and leaves. A little garland around your neck. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael here with Father Herb. Hello,
1: everybody. And I, since we're talking about Christmassy, I have to ask you, what did you do with the Christmas decorations? They are the gone. The nativity set is gone. The trees are gone.
0: We did it. Actually, I'm pretty proud of us. We We got everything taken down in about 90 minutes flat yesterday, which was
1: quite good. And beautifully packed
0: everything's packed and then we and moved label,
1: labeled so you can find it next year. Yeah,
0: we are pretty organized about it and then this morning, Tuesday morning, we moved it back to its storage facility uh, At, at an aka undisclosed location. Okay, we, <laughs> <laughs> aka your house. And uh yeah, we're good. Everything's everything's done. I'm you know, I was I was laughing this weekend because we also took our Christmas decorations down at home on Saturday. And it goes without failing is that how that saying goes without fail it goes without fail that whenever you take christmas decorations down somebody always says it looks so empty in here it really does and i don't think you can say that you took down decorations until someone says it looks looks so so empty empty and even about church too even about the church so yeah they are down it was a very nice christmas season sort of (laughs) yeah and uh we we got through it and we are um Back to ordinary times. So yes. here's to.
1: Well, let me tell you, you, you mentioned you took down the decorations at your house. I took most of the the decorations off of my tree on Sunday. Yeah. But I didn't take the tree down, nor did I put all the ornaments. They were all lying on the couch because I wanted to kind of sort them as I put them away this year. Sure. And I thought, I'll do that during the Ohio State-Alabama game <laughs> Uh and it turned out I had plenty of time to put everything away during the say, Ohio State-Alabama game.
0: Sure. Are you are you? Am they, I in mourning? Are you okay?
1: I'm okay. All it's right. just a game. Now, you say that when your team loses. That's true. It's just a game. Now, if your team wins, you say,
0: oh, it was a great game. That's and, not, boy, I want to relive that. I was going to say that's not what I'm hearing from the Browns fans right now. Oh, uh, the the Browns won on Sunday night.
1: And so, yes, there are still miracles.
0: The- <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we are back to ordinary time, which is kind of fun. Is that your
1: segue? Okay. Was that good? Well, this is. there's no miracle in this gospel passage, but that's all right.
0: No, but what I was going to say is we're going to see in the coming weeks just a lot of the ordinary, wonderful stories that come up in the gospels, uh, including some miracles. But I have to tell everybody, I misled them last Sunday. We're used to it. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to say that. Oh, <laughs> you're sorry. You're supposed to say, how did you what? mislead them?
1: Gasp! Yes. Okay. In the, one of my homilies, I said, "This passage, referring to last Sunday, this passage is from chapter one of Mark's gospel." and We're going to be reading from Mark's gospel all year, except. And guess what?
0: This Sunday is this not. This
1: Sunday, we <laughs> jump to John's gospel.
0: He's already lying to us. Let folks. me
1: kind of like just dis- give a disclaimer. We are in the year of Mark. Mark's gospel is quite short, however, so they fill in different sections of John's gospel. Because there's a three-year cycle, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and people always feel like John's getting overlooked. Well, John gets used in all three years at various times, especially during Lent and Easter, Yeah. but even more so in year B, which is the year of Mark. So we're jumping to chapter one of John's Gospel. Got I think, it?
0: I've said this before, whenever we jump to John, I feel like it's Black Tie Sunday, like this is the the formal event, like. Here comes the good stuff. Not that Matthew, Mark, and Luke are not good. I don't mean that. But they—they
1: they are sort of the 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 hoi polloi, and yeah. this is the real. By the way, people totally misuse the the term hoi polloi. The, <laughs> I don't
0: use it at all. So.
1: Hoi polloi in Greek just means the people. Oh, but usually they use it like to mean the elite. Oh, the hoi polloi. Oh. But really? The hoi polloi means the plebeians. The, so you you want to say matthew mark and luke are sort of the
0: they're just the synoptics
1: just the synoptics
0: but John okay, here like, we
1: are with john's gospel i think we should therefore uh, have a, a trumpet play before we read it
0: we're going to be passing out caviar before mass this weekend <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I i think that uh, it's a short passage but very good passage so why don't you read the first half and i'll read the second half Okay, And the part you read up to where it says, he said to them, come and you will
0: see. Okay. I'm reading through that? or You'll read that line. Okay. All right. John, chapter 1, verses 35 to 42. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see.
1: So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they
0: stayed with him that
1: day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to
0: you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there's no
1: question about it that the people who were the first readers slash listeners to John's gospel were Greek. So whenever there's a reference to something in Hebrew, it's translated. So that comes up three times here. They said to him, rabbi, which is translated teacher. And then the next one, we have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are Simon, the son of John. You'll be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. So uh, I, I love that it's a it's a, a beautiful, phraseology that's used, and you can show that the the reader, I'm sorry, the writer was having fun with this.
0: It's like going to the opera with the subtitles above the stage. I always love that. They're
1: not subtitles if they're above the stage. Well, they're super su- supertitles. Is
0: that really? That's true.
1: It's something like that, but it's sub is below.
0: That's okay. I'll give you that. You know what I'm talking about, though, right?
1: You know what? I usually don't read those because I pay attention to the original language. I li- <laughs> no, you're Actually, just I like, don't go to opera too much anymore. You're just
0: like John, so sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I like it too. It's a, kind of a beautiful rhythm to the, to the text yeah, of this it's, gospel. Yeah, it's
1: very lyrical. It's musical. Uh, you could re- set this to music. We c- now, we- there's a whole lot of phrases here that we should just highlight before we do anything else so if you have your yellow marker highlight these lines
0: i'm using a computer so i will reframe
1: you can can do that on the computer i highlight with highlight with yellow on my computer
0: not literally you'd ruin the screen (laughs) no i do okay (laughs) digitally
1: okay but yeah digitally but you know
0: john the baptist is
1: there so this is the first chapter of john's gospel and he he sees jesus walk by and says behold the lamb of god Duh. We use that line at every single Mass. We sing, Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. And then the priest says, Behold, behold the Lamb of God.
0: One of the, dare I say, most beautiful sacred moments of the Mass. Not that one part of the Mass is better than the other, but it's a beautiful moment of the liturgy.
1: I I don't know that people always realize all these parts flow from one to the other, and most of them are biblically, biblically based. Mm. so even to sing lamb of God who take away the sin of the world you know that's you know we don't, don't just make up these lines sure and then when the priest says behold the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world you know sort of like we just sang it and so the as I hold up the host I say behold this is yeah. this is what you just said right so okay so it's from here and then the two disciples who are followers of John the Baptist start following Jesus so John basically says, hey, look, behold the Lamb of God. He's the one. So they say, John, goodbye. Goodbye. We're going to follow.
0: We're going to follow Jesus. <laughs> I, I did kind of laugh in my head as they were just like, okay. It's kind of like, hey, look, there's Chipotle. Okay, let's go get a burrito. But, but see, that is also a motif here. The first one, the
1: motif is John sends them to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And one of those that of those two people is Andrew and Andrew then brings Jesus to, to Peter. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the handing on of the message from one person to the next, to the next.
0: It's the, the spreading of the faith.
1: Yeah. In our Bible study Tuesday morning, we, we talked about, you know, uh, evangelization, how a parish grows, how a church grows. And of course, how we're going to have to rebuild and re evangelize as we, as the pandemic, uh, comes to, towards an end, and we're certainly not there yet. Sure, but we're going to have to re-evangelize people again, and we're going to have to do it the same way we did it the first time.
0: I I think often about the beginning of Blessed John the Twenty Third Parish. weren't it's, those incredible times? They were. There, we didn't know how special those times were. Not that they were better than what we we experience now. I don't mean that by at all. But it was so community focused and the evangelization was just a natural part of what we had to do to grow church, right? The the seeds of faith were being spread from person to person just to show up in a cafeteria on a Sunday morning to go to mass. Um, they were really beautiful times. You know, I had been told by other parishes when they had
1: people who had been founders of other parishes around our diocese or elsewhere, Mm -hmm. they often referred back to those first months, maybe first years, as the very special time. So I was kind of conscious of that. I was also aware of all the hard work, all the, the make makeshift things we had
0: oh it was a total pain i was thinking i was just thinking of that even in the last 24 hours yesterday moving some of the platforms that we had in the church for christmas and moving them around and i told um bobby who was helping me move i said bobby we used to move 10 of these every sunday just to set up mass at the high school and i got tired moving one yesterday or even being at your house today taking the christmas decorations back thinking about rolling onto your driveway every Sunday morning at six forty-five to pick up the piano that we stored in your garage to take over to the high school. Yeah. So, so yeah, there was a lot of literal manual labor, but there was, but, but we were served sort of like missionaries. Sure.
1: And I think that's part of what's going on. And maybe that was the excitement of these two disciples, why they could so readily leave John the Baptist behind because they were seekers pick up two weeks ago from we, when we had the epiphany mm-hmm. uh, I said the magi were seekers and searchers yeah you know they it's that same thing we we all have to be seekers of the truth we all have to be and not just of the truth in an abstract way but personified in Jesus okay so let me continue with this passage and so then this comes becomes very important in John's gospel Jesus turned and saw them oh you're following me. And they, they didn't make an excuse. He said that to me yesterday. Yeah. He said, why what? are you following me? <laughs> yeah. What are you looking for? That's what J- Jesus said. What are you looking for? And they said, Rabbi, where are you staying? Uh, they they didn't say, hey, we've got a an Airbnb uh, that you should try out. You, you need a place to stay. <laughs> sure. Uh, where are you staying? And he says, come and you'll see. I love that line. Come and see. Try it out. Spend time with me. Yeah. And then the very next line, so they went and they stayed. That also is a motif in John's gospel. They, they went and stayed. In the agony in the garden, what does Jesus say to the apostles? Stay here and keep watch. Stay. And in the, in the farewell discourse in John's gospel, between the Last Supper and the crucifixion, There's four chapters, 14, 15, 16, 17, four chapters, which is a tremendous amount for a gospel. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like the last supper is over and they all kind of kick back a little bit and Jesus gives them all of his final words of advice. Mm -hmm. They're all collected right there. But then he uses that phrase that's often used. It's amazing how often uh, wedding couples choose it for their weddings, remain in me,
0: Remain in my love.
1: Is is there a song? Remain yeah. in me. Yeah, we remain sing. In remain in
0: me. me. I am the vine. So yeah, it, well, it comes
1: out of that whole thing: the vine and the branches. Yeah,
0: and that's that's an even more intimate image because it's it's one thing to say remain with me, but to say remain in me is a much more intimate connection, and. Then you think of that also in Eucharistic implications, that we remain in him, but he also literally remains in us. Pope
1: Benedict basically wrote, and I think he took it from elsewhere. It's not plagiarism, but it's a common theme in Catholic spirituality, that what we eat becomes part of us, except in the Eucharist, what we consume, we become part of. Mm. So we remain in Jesus. But in the gospel of John, it's not just like, okay, Andrew, you found what you're looking for, but stay with me, remain with me. So not just for the afternoon, it's almost like saying, okay, if you find the best, you want to stay with the best. If you find the answer to all your life's questions, you want to stay with those answers. Right. You you don't just keep looking afterwards. Uh,
0: that's why I still work here with you. Once because you find you, the best. you started with the best. You got to stay. Yeah. Or at least you haven't locked me out yet. <laughs> so, you know, think think about, too, I, we alluded to this last week, the the journey that the liturgical year has taken us on so far. So through the season of Advent, through the mystery of the Incarnation during the Christmas season, culminating with Jesus' um, entrance into public ministry last week with his baptism and, and now today, or this Sunday, the second Sunday of Ordinary Time, he's gathering gathering the guys. Right. This is where we're and, assembling. And it
1: continues the team. next week as well, because this is the image of the gathering uh, and naming Peter, which is translated. You know, Cephas is translated Peter. Right. Uh, it's also reflected in Mark's gospel, which we get to read. This uh, another viewpoint of the same thing next week yeah so we get two weeks of this in this year year b mm-hmm. uh, so i have, as a homilist i have to make sure i don't say everything about jesus calling his disciples this week because we have uh the second barrel next week
0: or you could and then we could just take the next week off or yeah. uh, <laughs> no it doesn't work that way it doesn't work Michael. that okay well i just thought I'd I. i think
1: for some people they say i've had people say i went to church so often, when I was a kid, I don't need to do it the rest of my life, and I would say, "Boy, oh, wow. you, what a terrible misunderstanding of why you go to church." Sure, it's not like I got to get get the certain numbers in,
0: right? You know, as we were talking about this this passage and the whole idea of Jesus saying, um, "Come and you will see." You know, the the and we talked about stay with me, the, seeing where Jesus was staying and staying with him. You know when that translates into spirituality and the the importance of that in our faith, it really shows us that Jesus is leading us into intimate connection, daily conversation, rather than an abstract good feeling. And what we were just saying, going to church once a month or when we were a kid, you know, that either get our quota in or when we uh, feel like it, right? So you know this this constant reminder and I think we'll see that as we go through the gospel this year that you know faith and spirituality is a constant friendship conversation connection um and that's how we grow in in faith and spirituality but also in community I also think
1: that if you spend an afternoon with someone if you spend an afternoon with someone and it's um it's intentional. In other words, you're not just saying, Oh, let's go play a round of golf, golf together. Uh, but if you're, if it's intentional conversation and you're truly listening, you will be changed. Mm. So, you know, uh, Andrew, who obviously was the seeker, he was the one who was checking this out. He, he told Peter about it afterwards, his brother, But Andrew had been so changed, he said, Peter, I found the Messiah. Can you imagine? I have found him. How exciting. But Peter didn't say, well, did you find him on your own? And he didn't ask that. But if he had, the answer would have been, well, no. John the Baptist pointed him out. Yeah. So again, we're back to this idea. So it's almost like I need to ask you, and you don't have to answer this, or anybody else who has directed you to Jesus? And it's not just who has brought you to this church building or to this mass, but who has helped introduce you to Jesus? Who has said, I have found the one? Hmm. And, you know, I don't think most of us can point to just one person. There might be, but many times we've been influenced by a lot of people, maybe a a whole family of faith, maybe uh, a true community. You know, it takes a a village, uh, maybe it takes a village to share
0: faith. The village people? No, no, no. Not the (laughs) the village people. Uh, It's kind of scary how your brain works. Welcome to my world. Uh, What I was thinking too was, you know, we were talking about spending an afternoon with somebody, spending time with somebody. That's hard right now. You know, I think in some ways maybe we've forgotten what it means to spend quality time with someone. So many people are grasping for any type of interaction with another human being, much less quality, intimate time. That is
1: true, but I will tell you, I have spent more time in conversations on the phone. So I'm from an era where phones were used primarily for conveying information. Sure. Like, oh, yeah, I will be there. I'll see you next week, or "Let's, let's have lunch together, or... Uh, my my mother was very good uh, those were the days you had to pay for long distance calls Yeah. so if we called her she would talk on and on and on but if she called
0: us it was very brief <laughs> do you remember when there was a, a phone number you could call for time and temperature oh yeah we had to call a phone number to find out what temperature it was outside I find that hilarious but we did it all the time oh you need to go out and play call time and temperature so you can figure out if you need to wear a jacket oh well, my mother didn't bother she just said go out go. <laughs> and then she locked the doors behind us <laughs> come back in when it's dark <laughs> but yeah you know being able to find what which, which is funny that we are lacking in some ways communication and quality time in an era where there are so many possibilities to communicate with people um that's an interesting an interesting uh juxtaposition between the two yeah well it still takes work it takes work
1: and it takes listening which is a, another thing we can't get to right now what's that yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> the, the whole first reading is about samuel the call yes lord your servant is listening
0: here i am all right everyone thanks so much for joining us as always it's good to have you with us we'll see you at mass this weekend either in person or online hey god bless